Welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I am your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. You can check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Ralph Scro, brewmaster for Terrestrial Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio, over their public pilsner. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. The American Craft Beer Bar and Restaurant Franchise Beerhead Bar and Eatery just launched their biggest undertaking yet. Beginning February 1st, all eight Beerhead locations are launching Collab All February, debuting 50 Beerhead exclusive brews created in collaboration with 36 of the top brewers in the nation. For the past six months, the Beerhead team worked with some of the most established and sought-after brewers in the states where they have a restaurant to create and name each brew. Notable breweries include Old Irving Brewing Company, Pollyanna Brewing Company, Bee Nectar Meadery, Fatheads Brewery, and Nine Maidens Brewing. For more information on Collab All February, check out BeerheadBar.com. Good news, Arche fans. According to our friends at Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News, Arche Brewing in Akron has signed a distribution deal. The four-year-old brewery with two Akron locations, including a massive production facility which opened downtown late last year, will begin distributing Three Legends New England IPA, West Coast Citra IPA, Towpath and Pale Ale, and Downtown Nut Brown to local grocery stores and bottle shops within the next few weeks. Seasonal can releases are also planned for distribution, and the brewery is fleshing out their full beer release calendar for 2020 over the coming days. Congratulations to everyone at Arche, and for more information, check out Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News on Facebook. Rick Arman of the Akron Beacon Journal is reporting that the wildly popular Summit Brewpath will return for its fourth year beginning on March 28, 2020. Also making a return is the Summit Brewpath Bash, which is a free party that will be held in January 2021 for those who complete the entire Summit Brewpath. The Brewpath is also expanding this year to include 83 Brewery in Akron, Ohio, Ohio Brewing in Cuyahoga Falls, and the new Arche Production Brewery at Canal Place in Akron. For more details on this story, check out Rick's article on beaconjournal.com. Enjoy a cold beer at Upside Brewing every Tuesday in February from 4 p.m. to midnight, and $1 will be donated to Nightingale's Harvest for every pint you enjoy there. Nightingale's Harvest is committed to providing healthy foods, hygiene, and cleaning products all at no cost to cancer patients and their families. So be sure to stop in to Upside Brewing every Tuesday in February to help out. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with Ralph Scro from Terrestrial Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio is up next. Welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbaugh. I am here at Terrestrial Brewing Company with Ralph Scro. What's up? Uh, thank you for having me out today. I've been here a few times. I really like your guys' uh, outfit out here. It's it's really nice. I hadn't been to this area before I had visited you guys the first time. Uh, this is a, this is a nice little area back it's here. It's crazy, man. It's uh, it's up and coming. I mean, it's it's completely different from when we broke ground, uh, you know, about three and a half years ago over here. It's I mean, a lot has changed. So, um, 
the it reminds me I, I lived in California for a few years. It reminds me of like a little like California suburb. Yeah, type absolutely. Place. I mean, we have like the beach life over here, you know. You got, Lake, you got Lake Erie right <laughs> out here. Really nice views. Um, what was it uh, that got you started in in building terrestrial? So, you know, we're kind of scouting the area and I've been in the the brewery scene for for a little bit. I uh I came from a a previous local a brewery around here um and you know, had the passion for it, had the bug. Uh always always been home brewing and always loved to do that and went pretty far down the rabbit hole with home brewing. Um so I did just kind of start a project myself, met the right people and you know, scouting out areas. Uh, we, we walked over here. This place is an old battery factory. Oh, really? And it was uh, this side that we're on right now, you know, hasn't been occupied and it was brand new. It was just an empty shell. So it was kind of the opportunity for us to literally just build from scratch um, everything completely open. So we're able to design everything how we wanted worked out i mean we're right on the lake it's beautiful i always wanted to work in paradise and <laughs> i get to look at the beach every day it doesn't yeah. suck <laughs> are you from this area originally uh i grew or up in, in parma is, okay. is where i'm from um did some uh studying at kent state okay and then uh got an internship downtown cleveland so <clears throat> took a job there and moved here and never left nice <laughs> um so terrestrial when did you guys actually open up here so we opened up April two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, nice. Uh, it's it's been great to see the community gravitate towards you guys the way it has. We're pretty unique. Uh, we we try to do things a little bit a little bit different here. First of all, we're we're very taproom focused. Do little to no distribution. Uh, there's a couple bars and restaurants uh, around Cleveland that you know we kind of handpick and, and we give them some product. But for the most part, our whole business plan everything was you know, to sustain the tap room, essentially. Uh, we have a five-barrel system, which is tiny in the yeah. grand scheme of, you know, what all my buddies around town are <laughs> brewing on. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> I really wanted to kind of become the best brewer that I can, and brewing in a smaller system means I'm brewing a lot more than my buddies yeah. around town. Uh, so just just in that, uh, you know, the, the time on the system, the, the practice, I guess, is what you can call it, that we get is, is pretty awesome. We can be really experimental, too, is we're not taking huge 20-barrel risks. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we try to be pretty whimsical or try to be daring and try to kind of push the boundaries of what beer is. Um, and we've kind of developed a following for it. And people know they can come here and get something new every single time. Uh, which is pretty cool, and, and we can play around with uh, with a lot of new trends and and kind of start our own trends, which is kind of cool. And secondly, we're dog friendly, which is you don't really get too much of that in Cleveland. We allow dogs everywhere in here. Yeah, it's that a was crazy sometimes. But was, hey. I think I came the first time I came in uh, was for the brewery passport, the last one, uh, or no, I think I was here one time before that, but it was like a Sunday. And I just remember there being dogs everywhere, and I'm a huge dog person, so I was just like, this is, you talk about paradise. I was like, oh, sweet, I got all these dogs. I can just go around and ask people to pet these dogs. This is awesome. Uh, it, it is, it's fun to see that uh, you can have people come here and, and make it a community center like it has. You got that little park right next door. So oh, yeah. The, fits with the dogs i mean it's just a really cool there's walking paths and i just i never knew this was all back here 
you wouldn't think it from, you know, pulling up back in this neighborhood. It's, you know, it's a little rough, a little rough. And then all of a sudden you just get into this pocket of like, wow, where the hell did these people come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, uh, has the has the the shoreway, uh, the, all that helped bring oh, yeah. people over now that yeah, they've redone and kind of. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the, even just the on-ramp here to get on the shoreway, I mean, everything is is pretty cohesive over here you can get downtown in in two minutes and there's a lot of uh, local businesses that are popping up over here you know our our neighbors over at good company next door i mean they're just awesome people to work with um and they you know really really benefit the area nice and what's been the greatest thing for you to see in the in the two years that you've been open uh, as as not only the own, you know a co-owner but the as the brewmaster i mean i just, i love when people like our beer <laughs> <laughs> i mean they come here uh you know they brag about it to their friends and you know that's that's a good feeling um you know just just having a place that we've that we've made and we're providing an awesome space where people have really good experiences in um we've had people get married here we've had really yeah we've uh you know we've had a lot of people on their first dates here and you know it, it's pretty cool to be able to provide that uh that space for people to to do cool things and i guess i don't know yeah that that is pretty <laughs> neat i i've heard of other i've heard of places having like had weddings and stuff there but i didn't i didn't know like you guys had have have had that as well oh, yeah. and it's and people it's, ask all the time and it's it's tough They're like i don't want to close on a friday for you to get married but right like that's <laughs> that's a big uh that's a big day for you guys yeah. uh <laughs> it's like prime business uh but no you gotta you know if you want to that there, you want to make people happy but you also got to balance the the business needs sure. too and other than that like you know all our our charitable causes um we do a lot of stuff for animals and environment uh, i'm really really proud of of that aspect of what we do we've donated oh you know about five thousand dollars to spotted turtles nice. save them in ohio which are an endangered species we did a whole conservation series with the cleveland metro parks uh zoological society um and we raised about four thousand dollars for several different animal species uh we're doing um something on the 15th of uh february yeah i have no idea <laughs> what day it is it's, um, you know, to help, uh, Australian wildlife, uh, oh, for nice. all the, you know, brush fires and stuff mm-hmm. that they have going on out there. So that, you know, that stuff makes me proud and, and I love being a part of stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's, uh, we were talking a little bit before we went on air about why I kind of started doing the podcast. And it seems since I've been doing this, the thing I've gravitated to the most is the community mindedness of this industry yeah absolutely um, everyone's pretty so, cool yeah you know uh, it's it's been really fun to to get to talk to people and, and get to know different people and how they approach brewing uh and it just the coming together of everybody just it it's really cool oh, you yeah. don't see that very often and uh you know there's that competitiveness between everybody but at the same time we all recognize that oh yeah you know we're all in it together yeah you know it's it's cool we we do rely a ton on each other you know and if i have a question about brewing a boring uh german style beer i'm calling sean from noble beast <laughs> um you know if he wants to know about brewing with cotton candy he'll give me a call <laughs> <laughs> there you go see everybody's got their own little thing uh if you want smoked beer you go to sean too yeah uh 
But um, so talk a little bit about the uh, about public pilsner. Uh, did I get the name right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I forgot to turn my phone on. Uh, <laughs> public pilsner. I, I love a pilsner style. Uh, talk a little bit about this beer and and why you chose to go with that. Yeah, so uh, it's one of the few beers that we make pretty much all year round. Actually, can pretty much guarantee it's going to be all year round. Um, and it's kind of a unique pilsner. Uh, we use kind of an experimental yeast. I don't know if it's experimental anymore. It was when we started using it. <laughs> um, but it's actually a high-pressure lager yeast, okay. which is really interesting. So uh, rather than fermenting at cold temperatures like your typical lager yeast would, um, it ferments pretty close to an ale temperature, but oh, under uh, a pretty great amount of pressure. So about 15 PSI is, is what it'll uh, ferment out at. Okay. Um, and within that process, it pretty much mimics a, you know, your typical lager yeast and I can crank them out, uh, in about five weeks rather than eight or nine weeks, like your typical builder, which is really, really cool. Uh, had brewed a Baltic Porter with it once and then decided, Hey, let's try to do something a little more, uh, a little more delicate. (laughs) Uh, and we love it. So that's, that's something we have all the time. Super, super classic uh uh crisp flavors i mean uh it's i mean it's super easy drinking you have to have a dare i say it, dad beer <laughs> on the list uh but it, it tends to be the beer that i drink pretty much the most uh here while working and not working <laughs> well it seems that's the that's the trend with a lot of the brewers around town is the the work beer seems to be the the lighter <laughs> option to have so you can have maybe more than just one without right. yeah. uh you know maybe messing up a batch or something. Yeah, you get into the craft drinking IPAs with, you know, 55 pounds of hops in them and yeah, and you slowly drift away to I just want a I just want a beer that reminds me of of college. <laughs> right? I I just there's sometimes when I just get off of work where I just want a beer. <laughs> right. And it's just no frills. I don't want to think beer. about it. I just want to enjoy it and relax after maybe a hectic day and just okay. Right. And and I I think uh, that that's a great style, and I like to I like that I'm seeing a lot more places go into that pilsner lighter oh, yeah. like lager ca- uh, category. You know, and it shows like I guess like I I kind of equate it to um, like asking a chef to make a soup or something like that. <laughs> right. It's like it's easy, but it's really easy to screw up as well. So yeah. you know, it kind of shows your technical side too. And you know, despite me, you know, and Drew being who's my uh, brewer here with me, you know, despite being uh, experimental and being weird, you know, we, we still do have a technical side to us and, you know, we are phenomenal brewers and, you know, we, we can make a Pilsner soup for you. (laughs) (laughs) And you will enjoy it. Yes. It will Uh, taste cold. (laughs) That's what I want, man. That's what I want. Uh, What was it that, that, made you go i want to brew beer originally like what made you (laughs) step into like the did you homebrew yeah for sure um i guess so really i guess kind of came down to like money i wanted a cheap beer (laughs) (laughs) uh maybe i don't know i just like any hobby uh i probably did it once and was like oh damn this is this is pretty fun i uh want to get into it um you know start out with extract brews 
and even I think even our first extract brew we ever did, uh, you know, we messed with the hop bill and you know got a kick out of that. And during that that brew day, I think we ate hop pellets. I think we, I think we might even smoke hop pellets. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know, it was just a just a fun experience. And you know, after doing it a couple times, we, we were like, all right, this is actually now I want to now I want to buy a mash ton and and actually do all grain batches and. Yeah, and then after fifty something odd batches, trying to make the next step. What can we? What can we do? But yeah, found out there's a ton of science to it. It's kind of a little bit like cooking, where you can throw in a dash of this, a dash of that, and I mean, it really is an art form, as lame as that sounds. <laughs> but you can, you know, you put your own twist on things, spin on things. It's uh, you express yourself through it. So yeah, I like absolutely. that aspect. I think Drew did too. Drew's uh, a little more math. Than, uh, <laughs> science not not quite feels but yeah. uh <laughs> with the uh with the public pills what's the uh what's the abv so we shoot for five percent nice uh we get it damn near most of the time um you know i appreciate three percent pilsners and stuff like that uh but you know we wanted something with a little more uh a little more spunk to it yeah, uh, I, I it's the same thing. I like them, but it's like when you try to sell it, it doesn't always right. it doesn't always grab somebody's <laughs> attention, right? Other than somebody like us who just appreciates it, right? Um, if somebody was going to eat with it, have some food, what would you recommend? Uh, to I mean, that's like a good pizza. Oh yeah, good pizza, pizza beer. I mean, I should say tacos because we serve tacos here. But <laughs> I'm going to say tacos to that uh, every time you ask me that question. Um, no, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it'd be good substitute for like soda or something for, yeah. for pizza. That's what I like. Well, yeah. You, do you guys do to go like crawlers or growlers? Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody were taking it home and oh, yeah. wasn't just sit, sitting here <laughs> to enjoy the tacos, there are other options. Right. So if you are to go, there's, there's that. But if you're here, the tacos, um, but uh, anything else about uh, pub- public? Uh, I cannot talk today. Public Pilsner. <laughs> it is uh, kind of a tongue twister. That uh, that I might not have covered. That you uh, want to get out about it? No, pretty much that's it. I mean, I guess that's a lot of the times. So we have an infusion tower here, which I don't know if any of you guys out there are familiar. It's basically a Randall, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically a vessel that we shove ingredients into, and it basically flash infuses. Uh, the beer as it's traveling through that vessel. Okay. Um, so our infusion tower most of the time contains Pilsner because that infusion tower is hooked up to our largest uh, beer bright, which is typically what our Pilsner's in. Okay. Um, so, you know, basically every time you come here, you can get, you know, Pilsner a different way, I guess. Right now I think it's blackberries, raspberries, and blueberries. Oh, nice. Um, and, you know, Takes a classic and, and makes it a little more fun if you're wanting a little something more fun. Yeah, it goes <laughs> to more of that experimenting, you know, the fun. For sure. Experimenting well, side. We've done of the some brewing. weird stuff in that too. We've done, we've done some weird stuff. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, we can get into that uh, on next week's episode. Uh, tune in next time uh, for another all new episode of the Taproom Exclusive.